D1 is so much more than turf and weights and loud music. <laughs> We're a community of people with, you know, character and values and that are striving for um, goals and, and to get better. And, I'm your host, Dave Knox, and this is Predicting the Turn, a show that helps business leaders meet their industry's inevitable disruption head on. Welcome to another episode of Predicting the Turn. Today, we're going to dive into the world of fitness as we sit down with Will Bartholomew, who is the founder and CEO of D1 Training. Will, welcome to the show. How's it going? It is going well. I appreciate you taking time out to uh, chat a little bit about your story and journey as an entrepreneur. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Look forward to... uh talking about it. Perfect. Always, always fun to reflect. <laughs> Indeed. Well, I want to dive right into that story because I think it's a really fascinating one. Can you give me the backstory of D1 and what was the real inspiration for going on the journey that you've been on? Yeah, absolutely. So kind of, I have to rewind to all the way to high school. <laughs> it seems like a long time ago, considering I got high schoolers myself right now. So when I was in high school, I was really impacted by a couple of straight coaches in the weight room as well as some, some sports coaches. And then when I went on to play football at the University of Tennessee, I fell in love with the weight room. That was like my, my home, right? When, when I was having a bad day, I was like, all right, let's just go uh, pump some iron. And so, you know, I knew I wanted to do something in the fitness space that was kind of burst in, in college. And then... When I was with the Denver Broncos, I blew out my knee my rookie year in training camp. I came back home to Nashville, Tennessee, and I was training in a community center, and I was throwing around some serious weight because I was a, I was a guy with some serious goals, right? I was trying to get back in the NFL, and I had a, a manager come up to me and go, "Hey, you know, I know who you are, and this isn't really the place for you. You know, this isn't a place where you're going to be throwing around big heavy weights and screaming and yelling and trying to." get back in the NFL. And I go, man, where is there a place for me? There's nowhere like this. There's nowhere like I had at the University of Tennessee. There's nowhere like a division one school program for athletes out in the marketplace. And so I opened up my first location in uh, just in the burbs of uh, Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee, and uh, started the, the very first one there. And the whole design was to train the middle school and high school athlete that's the core of our business to train like a division one athlete. That was the whole, whole context. Look at it like athletic tutoring. You know, you think about the kids that are in uh, schools these days or, or better yet today sitting at home in front of a computer screen and they're either struggling in math or they're excelling at math or they're right in between. And the tutor really helps those people that are really excelling and the ones that are really struggling. And that's the way we see D1 positioned in the marketplace as someone to help that kid just, you know, make the team get a little bit more confidence or someone who really needs that extra push to that next level. So that's when I created it. That was all the way back in 2001. Isn't that crazy? It's been a long time. That's awesome. Well, so I want to dive into that uh, tutoring aspect because I think D one's really unique in the range of your audience because you actually train everyone from NFL draft picks that you know following the path you went on to families as well. Why is that That's range right. so important to D one, and how do the how do you think about differing the offerings to do such a broad audience? Yeah, it's funny. So, if, so if I go back to to just you know right when I started D one in two thousand one, I had a 
2,500 square foot little uh, gym. I hand rolled the patio carpet turf out. I put the, hung the speakers on the wall. I assembled the racks. <laughs> I was the coach. I was the bill collector. I was the, uh, the, the toilet cleaner. And, um, when I first started training athletes, I was like, man, I'm going to help, you know, the stud kid get into the D one school. And we had, I had plenty of those. And then, um, I had a kid sign up his parents where they were friends with one of the stud kids. And this kid had never made a team had never been an active participant, but they, they, the family recognized, Hey, if we're going to give them any shot, you know, to, to start or have a sports career or have sports in his life, then we need to give him, you know, an advantage. And so he started training with me. And after about eight weeks, he went from, I tell this story to my franchisees all the time. He went from literally the first day I tested him, he could, he could do two push-ups, like two legit push-ups and would fall out. And, you know, I was training a lot of stud athletes, you know, they could do, they could do a hundred, right? This kid in a six week period went from two pushups to 38 pushups. And there, his like, you know, the confidence went out uh, off the roof, you know, his, uh, his discipline on what he was eating, his parents are calling me going, he's being more respectful. Um, and so that was when I was like, man, this business is not for just the stud kid. It's for this kid. It's probably even more so for this kid. And so I, I really wanted to bring that D1 mentality to the community. And then, you know, because of just my relationships and contacts and, and, and people knowing what I was doing, all of a sudden I was getting all these calls from these guys that are going in the NFL and, you know, playing in the NBA and Major League Baseball and going, hey, I want to come train like this because I don't feel comfortable at the community center. Right. And so that was where it was all, all birthed and we started growing it from there. That's very fun. So, you know, when you look at that breakdown then of the business, there's a lot more of the the kid you talked about that was the story versus the potential D1 athlete. So how do you see the That's shift right. of your business in that way? Yeah, so we so right now, if you just look at it on a macro level, 61% of our revenue comes from scholastic athletes, that high school, middle school, grade school kid. And then the other 39% is actually adults that are wanting to train like division one athletes we don't even throw the pro sector in there just because when we service the pros we love it but that's not who we built the business for and so when you look at that man we just we just feel really blessed that we're able to help out these communities and help these these young athletes lives have a have a great experience and i I will say this the underlying message at d1 the underlying core value of the business is not just to get bigger, faster, stronger, do more pushups or run a faster 40. The underpinnings of who I am as a man is not an athlete or a businessman or CEO or founder. It's the character in which we live by. And so one of the things we are very intentional about at D1 is instilling what we call D1 character, which there are 12 words spray painted and on every wall of every D1, every D1. And those words are like integrity, perseverance, discipline, fearless. And those are the type of character words that we're trying to instill in our athletes, not just training bigger, faster, stronger. And as we know, during this crazy time that we're going through as a country, it is more important to have that values and character and persevere through what we're going through uh, versus being able to just run fast. 
Perfect. So, you know, fitness is an industry that is constantly evolving. You know, there's the latest trend, the latest fad, everything popping up. So how are you amplifying D1 Training's business model compared to these other niche fitness concepts as they pop up over the last 19 years you've been doing this? Yeah, that's right. It's funny how you bring up 19 years. So, I'm, you know, it's uh, if, I, if I rewind back to all that first location, let me, I, I, I think this will probably segue into that really well when I had that first location, I had a lot of success and I was, I was leaning on some advisors and they said, Hey, Will, you know, you don't know if you have a real business until you got multiple locations in multiple cities. And so I did the, uh, I was, uh, I was just young and brash enough and enough confidence that I was like, okay, I'll do it. And, uh, pulled that trigger and built it, built it to three locations. And of the three, one of them failed miserably two of them thrived. <laughs> um, and so I learned my hard lessons and then took that, repackaged it and started scaling it. And so from 2001 to 2015, we actually ended up doing 32 corporate gyms. And of the 32 corporate gyms, we own most of the real estate. And so it was, you know, there was this underlying asset behind the actual operations of the business. And we started seeing things shift. You know, I, I lived through the 08, 09, 10, owning a ton of real estate, which that was at the, the, the heart of, of what everybody was going through at the time. And, you know, it's crazy to think we came out of that so much stronger and better. But we, we learned from that. We learned and we, we saw kind of a need, a couple of needs that needed to happen. And one was we had just launched in the physical therapy business. And uh, we were we were helping out physical therapists and helping the orthopedic groups and hospitals run their PT. And so we saw a need there. We also saw a need for D1, um, the actual business to be optimized in the sense of um, from a unit economic standpoint. And so we did a couple pivots and how I'm, I'm turning this all back to straight to your question. I'm not just going on a rant is that through those hardships, we learned how to pivot and learn how to uh, adjust the business model to thrive. And so when we came out of 09, 10, we got the, the businesses super healthy. We ended up monetizing that real estate by selling the buildings off in a couple different ways. And then in 2017, we had built our therapy business up and we made a pivotal decision at that point to sell that business off. We reinvested in the gym business, which is my true hardcore passion and we started franchising it so we started franchising it just in 2018 so we've been around since 2001 but we, we literally just started awarding franchises in 2018 and the cool thing about that is that now that we have all these great entrepreneurial business owners out in the marketplace running our system we're able to pivot like what we're going through today which is to like remote training and online and home training and so What's really cool for us is we've kind of seen the trends and where things are going. And so we have innovation teams in the company. And so right now our innovation team has been working actually at an online remote program. We launched that task force back in the fall. And uh, so we were able to bring it to marketplace really quick. Almost everybody thought we did it overnight because when this, when this whole thing happened with the, the country and the coronavirus, you know, we were able to um, launch a, a brand new program that had been tested for six plus months 
almost overnight. But we, we, had been, we had been working on it for a while. Talent is a big part of predicting the turn. And as we talk about talent, I wanted to mention one of our sponsors, Hunt Club. Imagine the power of the best marketers in the world helping you to find your next marketing leader. That's the power of Hunt Club. Hunt Club is a new category of talent company that powers the network of experts, connectors, and business leaders to help you find the best talent. Let's face it, recruiting hasn't changed with the times. Hunt Club is changing the recruiting game by leveraging technology and crowdsource referrals to find you the best people possible for your company. Stop paying job boards that don't work or recruiting firms that recycle the same active candidates. Partner with Hunt Club. You know, I think the uh, aspect of the franchisees is really interesting because, as you said, you you started this business that was really about you doing everything. You were hanging the lights, the speakers, rolling the carpet, but you were the coach. You were the the person that people were coming to. How That's have you right. thought about getting that? You know, you with a franchise, you have to find a great business partner that can work with you, but you also need great coaches that can inspire and do the same thing that made the success so much in that early day. How do you balance those two of finding the right business partners, but making sure they find the right coaches to be out there and doing this training? Yeah, that's the, that's the magic and the sauce, right? So that is literally the, the lifeblood of the business. And so the one thing we always go back to is our value system. One of the, the things we pride ourselves on is, is not awarding franchises to people that don't have the exact same core values. We just did our big national summit. And how this ties in is that I had Tim Tebow, who's one of our partners at the franchisor level, standing up there speaking, talking about values, looking down at our franchisee base. And I, I was telling him and I told the franchisees that the people that he was looking at were the, were the four percenters. They were the four percenters. And what I mean by four percenters are that last year, that's how many people applied to own a D1 franchise and we only awarded 4%. And so the people that were sitting out in the crowd, and so we're hyper-selective on making sure they have the same value system because we know if they have the same values, then when they're using our processes and systems, they're going to hire the right people, right? And then when when they hire those right people, they're going to hire the right people. And then those people that are hired in the facility are going to attract the right type of customer. And then those customers are going to stay with us for the long haul. That's why I have members that have been with us, you know, try and true for 10, 20 years on, well, I shouldn't say 20, 19. Uh, so I got people that trained in the original D1 that are still with us. And so, you know, that's what's really cool about this business is that if you have those same value systems, you just stick with each other and continue to improve and get better. So you had mentioned the app that you guys recently launched that you kind of got credit for doing it overnight, despite it being in the work. And it's a timely moment. You know, we're recording this when we're in the heart of this social distancing. And there's been a new spotlight on the fitness industry with gyms being forced to maybe close nationwide and many people turning to at-home fitness solutions. What is D1 doing differently to kind of keep that community, that motivation, and to really keep instilling those 12 values when you might not be seeing somebody face-to-face every day. Yeah, it's like I, I told the franchise system, you know, D1 is so much more than turf and weights 
and loud music. <laughs> We're a community of people with, you know, character and values and that are striving for um, goals and, and to get better. And so the way we're delivering that promise is we've launched a program called D1 to you, D1 to you. And that, that is our online home solution. And so what that looks like is we have an app uh, that we've been in partnership with a company called train heroic. And we launched that to our entire system with all our programming and videos and everything in there. You can do the workout at home. What's really cool through that is we have a, uh, a chat feature and we do challenges amongst each other on a daily basis. And so we're given fist bumps, we're given arm bashes, we're given chest bumps virtually, if you will, through pictures and in the chatter within, within our um, program. And then the other thing we're doing is all our members are getting three times a week coaching accountability. What that looks like is either a Zoom call or, or, or text or actual phone call. And we go through their workouts, what questions they have, what, um, what things we need to be working on together. And then the big part of this, the, the other leg of the stool is nutrition accountability. We're going through their, what they're doing from an eating perspective and holding them accountable to making sure they're, they're maintaining a healthy lifestyle and working towards reaching their goals. So it's been amazing that the response has been awesome. We launched this on Friday. We had over 1,500 people sign up immediately. Looks like this week we'll, we'll get around 5,000 already on our platform. And so it's just snowballing super fast. And we're, we're thrilled because we feel like we're serving a need that, that you know, there's, I call right now the, the, the greatest, biggest, probably the longest, off season of an athlete's life ever right like and i can't think of when the last time there was like this big of an off season for athletes when sports stop that's an off season and so you know we're we're attacking that head on to make sure these athletes train because we all know the off season is where you win or lose games and so we want to make sure everybody's staying on track and training really hard so on that note, you know, hopefully pretty soon we're going to see the season return and we'll move off off season. But uh, what practices do you foresee D1 training implementing really permanently, even after this uh, current off season passes? Yeah. So once this pa- we're going to, I mean, D1 to you was one of a program we were going to keep and we were, I mean, we were going to launch despite. And so we feel like this is the add on. This is the next level of training. Because I think, I think training can go one or two ways, right? You can get in the gym, you can start having some, some goals, and then you go, ah, and then you kind of wane off, right? We see that time and time again. The people, they start good habits for a couple weeks, and then, it, you know, it's tough. It's tough to, to stay in the grind nonstop, right? And so we always saw D1TU as a platform to keep our athletes engaged no matter where they are, when, and, you know, no matter where they are or, or what they're doing. So um, our tagline is anytime, anywhere. So we want D, we want D1 with you anytime, anywhere. And so we can, we look at it right now as just going, man, we feel like this is a definitely a need that needs to happen right now, but that needs to be a part of people's lives, you know, for the foreseeable future. So that way they can constantly be reaching goals, constantly resetting goals, and having a coach hold them accountable to make sure they maintain and get to that next level. 
So on a slightly different note, you know, over the years, you mentioned the move of adding franchises, but you've also been adding new services, new partners, and other things to your system. How are you ensuring those new offerings are complementary to what D1 has always stood for? Yeah, that's, that's, you know, we're constantly evaluating that. So, you know, the barometers are core values. So we have four core values. We have, they have to be a team player. They have to find a way, make a smart play. (laughs) I said that kind of quickly, find a way, make a smart, smart, not dumb play, a smart play. (laughs) They have to have passion for our work. They have to be really passionate about our industry and they have to have D1 character, which is those 12 words. So those are our four kind of barometers yeah, so we look at our partners and make sure we evaluate them amongst our core values. And if they have those, then we're all about it. And, you know, our big thing is we want to be a great partner as well. So we always look at it and go, what can we help um, our vendors and our, our you know, partners do better? And so we're an interesting group, right? Anytime you're working with athletes that strive, you know, and keep pushing and keep wanting more, it's really fun to work with. And so we, we attract those types of people and our mentality is constantly like we can, we can accomplish whatever we want to put our mind to. So I think that leads nicely to the final question. You, you mentioned the athlete mindset of you've always got a goal. You've always got something you're pushing towards. Where do you see D1 going over the next two years with that in mind? You know, I see D1 positioned so well to service this, the, the competitive scholastic athlete. I mean, the same thing that, you know, Tim Tebow, Michael Orr, Peyton Manning, those guys went through at D1 is the same service we're delivering to the middle school kid, the high school kid. And so I, I see D1 growing and being in every community around the country. And I say that through our, our franchising program, through our D1 to U program, through our team training. I just see so many opportunities for us to impact athletes' lives for the better and inspire and motivate them. Because you know, I just think in this world today, we need positive, encouraging, motivating coaches. And uh, that's what we pride ourselves in is just having that high energy, positive mindset with those underlying values that I think is just so needed in our country and, and, you know, for athletes just to, just to have just an unbelievable experience. Well, I couldn't think of a better way to uh, wrap up that interview. So thank you for those words and for sharing the story of D1. It's uh, remarkable what you built and I can't wait to see what you do next. Man, thank you. Really appreciate you having me on. This uh, This has been great. Just encourage everybody stay strong through these times. Uh, and we'll always come out stronger, stronger on the other end. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the show, hit that rating and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And for more resources, head over to predictingtheturn.com.